Alrighty, listeners, welcome back to Adventure Fit Radio. So today we have Emily Schrom. Emily Schrom, fitness mm. entrepreneur. So, Schrommy. Schrommy. so uh, the Schrom dog, the Schrominator. So, so what? What Em's done is she's um, she's built herself uh, a good little fitness brand. She's um, and it's all revolves around her. So she just happened to fall into um, a role on a on a reality TV show, uh, MTV The Real World. Um, and then from then, she also got a gig on another reality TV show, which was a fitness reality TV show. Um, uh, what was it called? Uh, what next, was it called? Next Top Fitness Star. Uh, yeah, ne- America's Next Fitness Star, yep. Um, and then she's actually really knowledgeable about all mm. things health and fitness. And you can see that in the, in the very end when we asked her when Tommy... Uh, Tommy went for a last save after uh, the dumbest the dumbest question. He went for a for a saving grace of uh, asked. A, he asked a very very intellectual question, but I, I know for a fact that he just did it to come back from the the last one. Anyway, you'll see that in the end of the show. But but M um, M, I think uh, I've given you heaps about that too, haven't I? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really feel like I'm under the bus today. I know. If I, it's next, as soon as I stuff something up in the next show, I'm in trouble. So uh, Tom's a prick. <laughs> um, so. What she's done is uh, she's also gone out and she's created online platforms for herself that she makes a lot of money. So she uh, or makes a lot of her money. Not mm. uh, I don't know how much exactly she makes, but a lot of her her wage comes from uh, from her online training programs and her uh, her challenges that she that she does. And then she's also come out and released a product called mm. the M Pack, which is a functional fitness backpack. Basically, you can load it up with as many or as little weights as you like, and they just fill fill up these little bags with water. It's a fantastic idea, and yep. It is that fantastic of an idea that she did a Kickstarter campaign with a goal of $18,000 and that $18,000 was raised when she went to bed. She started the campaign. She went to bed. She woke up and the $18,000 was raised. She had 30 more days. She raised $140,000 in that Kickstarter campaign of a, with a goal of $18,000. Um, so it's just a, it's a good little... Um, so she, she basically became a millionaire in about, yeah. in about a week. Yeah. Mm. She's, she's a, she's a tr- trillionaire these days. Yeah, she's a trillionaire. Yeah. yeah. She's, um, she did another Kickstarter and it raised, um, I think it was... Four trillion. Four, four trillion, eight hundred fifty-three million, million. Uh, eight hundred sixty-five thousand million, hundred million dollars. Euros. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Um, but, um, so, yeah, it was good. So you guys can kind of, if you got an, uh, an idea in the fitness industry that you want to get out there, everyone's got that, or not even in the fitness industry, everyone's got that idea in their mm. head. That um, that they want to get out there, maybe, and uh, yeah, it's a good idea of a, about a, a good idea, a good uh, a good uh, expose of how expose. you can do it. Mm. Um, For sure, Tommy, we're sponsored by True Pride, I believe. Yeah, we are. That's it's funny you mentioned True Pride actually, Bill, because we uh, we're sponsored by them. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> True Pride guys, True Pride are a wealth creation uh, service, working with ambitious individuals and families looking to take control wireless and get ahead. So, True Pride guys, head to uh, head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash advf. Book a call there. Find out if True Pride can help you, like they're helping me and Tommy, mm-hmm. and you'll get a two hundred ninety-seven dollar joining fee waived if you decide to go ahead. So, we're also brought to you by Carve. Carve are a company that specialises in anything digital, from building apps, designing logos, automating your business, down to setting up your next event. I have three assistants via Carve. I just signed up my best mate's uh, partner. She's getting an assistant via Carve. I uh, had a mate around yesterday, showed him how I work with all my systems with my assistants. He's signing up with an assistant via Carve. So basically, guys, 
you'll get time back in your life or you can upscale your business. So we, we, pay, uh, we pay $6 US per hour or $8 Australian per hour and I have uh, three assistants full-time. So that's 120 hours for the cost of next to nothing relatively. Mm. So we're also brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel. Adventure Fit Travel, guys. Let's talk about some trips coming up. <laughs> Go Can on. we talk about the Philippines? <laughs> Philippines is uh, Philippines is bookings have closed, but we do have Mexico coming up with Jared Fleming in uh, in Feb. We've got Carl Paoli That's in Bali in April. We have uh, CrossFit Games, which will be coming out soon for next year. We've got Kokoda Trek coming on uh, and Anzac Day next year. We've got lots of cool stuff, guys. So head to www.adventurefittravel.com. We pretty much try and provide you with. Uh, the funnest experiences with uh, with a fitness element and some really cool coaches coming along and uh, yeah, you'll have a ball. Mm. So www.adventuretravel.com. Here's the show. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face. And that's it. Here we go, guys. We are back on Adventure Fit Radio, and today we have Emily Schrom on the show. Emily is a fitness entrepreneur, and uh, we're going to get into some of the stuff that she's been up to. We are also, I'm joined by Tommy on my left. Hey, guys. I'm new to the show, and I'm um, just really <laughs> excited and nervous at the same time. Um, thanks for having me, Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, no worries, mate. And then uh, Em will throw to you in a second, but first, before we do, as usual, we're going to start off with Tommy's tribute. All righty. Welcome aboard, Emily. Today, I have covered uh, a bittersweet symphony, and I really hope you enjoy this one because I originally... Uh, wrote it for someone else. So tell, I completely tell the forgot. Truth. Oh, I'll tell the truth. <laughs> you wrote two for our next guest accidentally and you, <laughs> you wrote zero for it. <laughs> I actually did. I actually did. I feel slightly stupid. <laughs> All right. We'll see how we go. <clears throat> you should feel more than slightly stupid, my friend. <laughs> C minor, C minor, C minor. Cause it's a bitter treat Singing to Emily on the podcast show <laughs> Working with M-Fit, my God, it works I've got a 24,000 pack now <laughs> Ooh, no change, I can change, I can change I can change my pie eating habits, my milk chocolate drinking habits, but there's a way in with the help of, and you can get yourself there. 
Welcome, Emily. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Welcome aboard, my friend. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That was the best intro I've ever received in my whole entire life. Awesome. I'm really uh, excited. <laughs> so, um, so that was originally for, um, do you know Adi Kaju or Adi Zukia, Adi Kaju? Em, I think Tommy wrote two for Adi, yeah. who we've got up next. That's right. And, uh, and then he came to me and said, mate. I've written two. I fucked it. I fucked it. <laughs> um, so, so we just uh, just got it in there. Few, I think few, it made sense. Words, yeah. I think it made sense. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I wasn't originally going to call it DM. M, <laughs> <laughs> um, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is great. Um, cool. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, who you are, your uh, your background, and uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, um, my name's Emily Schramm. I am in Denver, Colorado, and I started off as probably about five years ago now, just a personal trainer, and then that's just progressed pretty substantially. So became a CrossFit coach, got really into Olympic weightlifting, uh, then got really into paleo and just got became fascinated by food. And so I became a nutritional therapy practitioner, mm-hmm. and now I'm just you know, staying busy training clients online and here in Denver and also doing some practice as a nutritional therapist. Cool. So, so what would you say, um, when we obviously did uh, our research and tried to get a bit of a idea about, you know, who you are, what would you, it, it, you do a lot of things. You, uh, you wear a lot of hats. What would you say, if somebody asks you, what is your job? What, what would you, what would you reply to that? Oh, God, I would say, can I buy you a drink first? Um, <laughs> well, in that case, yeah, sure. what's your job? <laughs> just, just send it to uh, Victoria's address. Um. <laughs> um, so I do wear a lot of hats. And I actually, you know, I, for a while, I kind of almost was like ashamed of it. Like, oh, man, this is a long sentence. But now I just kind of, someone told me, you just got to own it. And so I, I really love everything that I do, but it does involve a lot. So mm. I kind of like... Um, the run-on sentence of personal trainer, CrossFit coach, nutritional therapy practitioner. But what I just tell people is I just help people become the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. So that could be with strength or nutrition or supplements or uh, my impact, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah, for sure. So um, so what does your day-to-day look like? You, you coach some classes, you, you, you write a bunch of your online programming, you, you're working on your entrepreneurial stuff. How does, what does a day in the life of, uh, of you look like at the moment? Yeah. So I, you know, it's kind of nice, um, because every day is a little bit different and I am such a person, I hate monotony. So it's been really awesome to be able to like wake up and not really know what's happening. I kind of figure it out. Uh, I always have usually three days a week. I have nutritional therapy clients and my office is a block away from my house. And Mm so sometimes walk to work and do some, um, nutritional therapy and then, I work out. I train pretty hard. I am sure you guys know Matt Chan. He is my uh, coach. Chan. Love Matt Chan. He oh, well. and He's the man. <laughs> he is. So he is doing my programming and that's been great. But I do spend about two hours, give or take, um, doing all sorts of timed fitness. <laughs> and then I also have some group classes. I don't do tons of that anymore because it was, which is hard for me because I'm, I'm a, a trainer, an in-person trainer at heart. But my business online is a, such a big part of my income and that's such a big part of what I do. And so I had to really kind of have some come to Jesus moments and kind of choose what I need to do. So I lessened my load as far as in-person training quite substantially. So I only coach one class a day. 
um, versus what I used to do, which was sometimes five to six to, you know, on top of my online business. And then every chance I get, I'm checking emails. So I stay Mm. pretty busy. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I imagine it sounds very similar to kind of what I went through a little bit. I was coaching um, personal training uh, and CrossFit coaching, weightlifting coaching, and uh, and I don't do any of it anymore because I just had to go full time with Adventure Fit. And uh, it's it was the same decision I had to make. It was like, do I keep doing what gives me so much joy during the day, hanging around with people? And I would just tell people as a as a coach, I would tell they would ask me what I do. I say I just. I try and flirt with girls and I tell jokes to my mates. That's what <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah, that's, that's, right. that's what I do when I'm on and the And occasionally floor. tell people to set their back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. And if, if no one dies in the uh, in the yeah. hour that I'm in charge of them, then it's been a successful day. Yeah, that's but, right. Um, <laughs> so this dude's a paraplegic, but I got this girl's number. <laughs> um, um, but uh, so it must have been a tough decision. So how, like, how does your online business, how does it actually work? What's it look like? Yeah, so I do a couple different means, but it really was um, about three years ago, I was going to Thailand for six weeks to two months, and I would have had no contact with my clientele. It was kind of, I actually did like this kind of survivor type challenge show, so it was very strict with no laptops, no cell phones. You the just real, like the basically... Real world? The real world one, yes. was it? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, so those, um, the challenges that they do, mm. and so... I was cut off from all my clients and I had worked so hard to build up this clientele base. And you know how it is when you are a trainer, it's just so important to not lose that accountability with your client. And so I created this really bootleg (laughs) program where it was a point system so that when I came back, I would kind of, at least they like checked boxes off when I was Mm -hmm. gone. It was kind of like the only way I thought of maybe keeping them accountable when I couldn't contact them. And it was kind of the start. It was the start of what I call my 21 day superhero challenge. So I run these online programs. It's 21 days, 21 videos. And I, you know, basically there's a checklist that everyone goes through every day to log points for how they did that day. But the goal is just to build a community around getting healthier and learning about food because my, Mm. my, most important thing I think for anybody is just to understand instead of having people tell you what to do, let's figure out what your body needs. Cause it is so different from person to person mm. and just giving them that basic understanding. So that's a big, huge piece of my online. And then I also do some Skype consultations for people that are struggling with, um, whether it's, you know, leaky gut, which is gut permeability or adrenal issues. So their cortisol levels are very off and I really enjoy doing those. Right, so mm. so when you have your um, twenty one day superhero challenge, is that your kind of um, is that your way to get clients through the door? They'll do your your um, twenty one day challenge, and then they'll become part of your stable of people that you look after day to day going forward. Or is, is that how it works? Sometimes, yeah. So the goal, so I love it because it's very affordable. So it's twenty one dollars, which I like because I want people that aren't used Should to you pay thinking that off about in a few weeks. Something. Oh, give me some time and then I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, do, you do, do, you do, um, do you have any payment payment options? Yeah, I've got a few payment options. Um, <laughs> Sorry, continue on. No, it's okay. No, totally okay. Uh, so it's really great because my goal is to, I think there's, you know, in the fitness industry, you guys know, there's like a sexy factor. So you're trying to grab mm. clientele and all they care about is the workouts and they care about feeling sore mm. and they care about, you know, they're for whatever reason they're ready to change Mm -hmm. and so they're not necessarily thinking like for instance i want to learn about nutrition or i want to learn about gut health so the reason i love it so much is because throughout these 21 days they are learning so much more than just about a meal plan and exercises Mm. so it's been really awesome to see this community build where 
light bulbs are going off and then they get really interested into the nutritional therapy side of things, which is just so important for especially women who have been on horrible diets or low calorie diets for long amounts of time and not seeing results. Uh, and so it kind of builds with each other and they're all really, I just, you know, anytime you build a community, I'm just really blessed with the type of people that follow me. They're just such good people. I think it's hard to sometimes the competitiveness or when you're trying to lose weight, people can get weird. I, I, whatever reason, it's like a very supportive group of people. So they definitely, whether they do one challenge or 10 challenges, it's like they always are commenting on each other's stuff and building each other up and keeping each other accountable. So it's pretty cool. That's mm. great. Sounds awesome. So are these people, they're all, um, they're all just going to their regular gym and then so you're making, are you, is your programming tailored for anyone to be able to go and do it in any kind of Globo gym or where do the most of the demographic come from? Where are they doing all their workouts? Is it in, they just go do something in the park or? or yeah. 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 That's a great question. So I do have a lot of CrossFit. I have a quite a big CrossFit following and obviously they don't necessarily, the workouts are every other day so they can always do their own workout and they're just kind of there for the nutrition aspect of an athlete. What should an athlete be eating? What should they be training? You know, what does their training days look like and how does that affect their macros? Mm -hmm. But, um, for the majority, what I found is most people are actually at home, uh, where they have originally, it was just, I said dumbbells only, which was huge for people because a lot of them are busy moms or they are just really not ready to commit to more than 30 minutes a day to working out, which I think is great because then they're living their life. So that's kind of the first step to me creating the impact. I wanted um, a very portable, I want to get everybody weight training. And I want, as I think when I tell people dumbbell only, and they're not used to a strength program, they'll go buy five pound dumbbells or seven and a half pound dumbbells, because mm. that's all they know. Mm. They're very intimidated by weight. And pretty quickly they realize, oh my gosh, I need like 10 pounds and 15 pounds. And Emily just told me to use 20 pounds. Like I never would have bought that. So yeah. the whole idea of this fitness bag that I created was as you get stronger, you just add more weight, add more water. Yeah. So why do you think there's such a, this, this misconception that if, if someone picks up a, a barbell or, or a dumbbell or a weight, they're automatically going to get super bulky. That is so annoying when people say that. Yeah, really weird. I mean, <laughs> that's it, why I got into weird. it and yeah. I'm not bulky at all. <laughs> I know. It's so, you know, I don't know where that, I think it's honestly, you know, there's some really famous Instagram or social media people that people just listen to because they, you know, because they look good and they have a body that somebody wants. And so they have a high following and they have no they have no knowledge base on what actually involves, you know, so the word toning is mm. probably my least favorite word. Oh, uh, and I think it's, it's slowly changing. Like I, I've had more clients come to me and say, I want to get strong. I haven't heard the word toned as much. So I hope that the tides are turning, mm. but it is true. There's just a lot of people that just because they look good, they feel like they can give advice and it's terrible advice. Mm. So, um, I think that's just, that's social media though. I mean, people, they want, to they see something that worked for one person and then of course they're morphing themselves into that and that's going to work for them so um lifting weights is the best thing that anyone could do so i hope hopefully i'm sure your followers all know this but giving you know giving weight training to women will absolutely change your body more than anything well mm, for sure yeah i think um I spoke to Tony the other day, and he's 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 a weight trainer. And yeah. then Mary, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken to our third listener. Have you but spoken? I'm sure. to, have you spoken to John? No, no. We'll have to check in with John. Well, we've if got, we've, we've if got, John's, we've got, a, if John, I think John would be 
And then we would have yeah. all of our listeners that are all white trainers. Yeah, that's right. So six <laughs> listeners in total, um, and then none of them seem to white train. Um, but that's okay. We'll, we'll you know, I'll, I'll give them a call. Um, sorry, sorry, Em. Um, it's very early in the morning here. We're just half asleep. Um, we're also half idiots. Yeah, we are um, half idiots. So how did um, how did you ended up? So you got on the Real World, the Thailand um, show. You're also on America's Next Fitness Star, I believe. How did um? What came first and did you just think, okay, that was easy. Let's do it again and get on another TV show. I mean, obviously that would have been great for your, for your profile mm. and, and then, you know, can help you do more good with, with your programs and stuff. So how did, it, um, how did it all kick off in that regard? For sure. So I was 20 years old working at Starbucks in Columbia, Missouri. So very small town, college town. And I was very, it was just, I'm a, such a believer in when, you want something and you kind of put it out there and you just, you, I think so many people get in a negative mindset. So they are unhappy with something or they are miserable, miserable where they're at. It closes doors. So I was in mm. this place where I was like, I am so unhappy, but I'm ready for change. And I just kind of put it out there. And one day I swear to God, I mean, I was working as a barista and I made a caramel macchiato for this guy that ended up being the casting director for real world. So it was, it was just this thing that ha- my first interview was basically me as a barista making him a drink and I had no idea. And so <laughs> I'm a believer. I was like, well, I guess, you know, he was like, come talk to me. This could be really fun. And I was so hesitant because I hate reality TV, yeah. but I also mm. was, I was so unhappy with my life. And I was like, why would this happen if it wasn't something I should go with? So I kind mm. of followed along and I never actually thought it would happen. I, And then I ended up, they gave me the call and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm one of the people going to real world. These are like shows that I make fun of. And I am now (laughs) one of the, one of these people, but it was a great experience because it taught me more about myself than I could have ever imagined. So it's just really this very fascinating incubator of emotion and just everything you could think that you, when you see reality TV, I mean, it's just, it's a very giant fishbowl and you have to Mm. learn how to understand yourself. You have to learn how to talk to people that you don't want to talk to. And I just, I actually got a lot out of it. And so I realized I need to, you know, I'm ready to move out of Missouri. Um, that was a great experience, but I'm also such an athlete. I'm so competitive that they, when they offered me to do the next challenge, which was basically you go to another country and you compete doing physical things. Mm -hmm. I was like, of course I'll do this. This sounds amazing. I would love to you know, you do crazy things. You're like jumping out of, uh, jumping off cliffs and you're swimming through like oceans. It's just crazy. It was mm. like everything I would want in a TV show. I was like, I can do this. So mm. I ended up, I ended up doing it just cause I was like, I, I need to win one of these. So I did three of those and then I ended up winning the final one. So I just kind of wanted to be like, okay, I won it and now I'm done. So that was how those ended up. And it was not necessarily this, of course it was great because branding wise looking back, but I had no idea even in this process, really what I was doing. I just kind of was like, I'm along for the ride and people know who I am. They know I'm a trainer. And then that's, it was just kind of the right time, right place. And it really launched my online business in such a great way because people saw the changes I was making. You could see the progression of my own self Mm -hmm. throughout the shows. So it was really, it was really pretty cool. Yeah. Did did you always have that feeling of cameras being on you or did you just, just kind of find yourself saying something then going oh shit oh all the time so you're always microphone so it's just kind mm. of bizarre because the first they always say the first month is the least amount of actual footage because everyone's censoring themselves everyone's like you know i have to be the certain person mm. and you have to be on all the time so after one month hits 
you kind of let that all go and you get really, it's very bizarre, but you really do get used to a camera right in front of your face. It's just like the most bizarre thing. I was like, I can't believe this is normal. Like Mm, it just becomes your normality. Um, it's very fascinating, actually. It's like us with the podcast, you know. Mm. When, when when we turned the radio, I mean, the recording on for the first time, we sounded like ever. idiots, oh. and we were so nervous. <laughs> I was saying stuff that I would never yeah. ever say. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck are you saying that yeah. for? I was so bad. But, so, uh, why did the chicken uh, cross the road? It's <laughs> yeah. not funny. <laughs> um, but then then it just becomes something that's a, for us that we just got a, a little microphone yeah. attached to our head, and then now we're it's just uh, moderately more funny. <laughs> <laughs> now it's normal kind of, I suppose. So, um, so I want to ask, and you probably can't answer this question, but um, me and my girlfriend have been watching The Bachelor at the moment, the Australian version. She's in the kitchen, actually. Hey, babe, how you going? <laughs> um, but, I feel like I'm third wheeling <laughs> aggressively here. <laughs> I might let, oh, here, here, third. <laughs> but, um, but we've been watching The Bachelor in Australia, and um, oh, The Bachelorette, sorry. And it's Good actually show. really... It's actually really captivating viewing. Oh, you just get fantastic. sucked into it, mm. and um, plot but twist. So many of the um, so many of the scenes you look at and you're like, that that's not how it would really play out. Yeah, he's supposed to say that to her, or like, <laughs> is there any is there any sort of script that you have to follow with these shows? And you may you may not even be yeah. able to tell us this, but I understand. <laughs> but yeah, no, no, or is no, it all no. scripted. Yeah, I'll be honest. So I don't know about other shows, but I do know since Real World was the very first reality television show, it is 100% unscripted. They are just very good at casting. So Mm. they cast very intentionally. So you only have seven or eight people and it's this very specific person. So I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't scripted because either one, I mean, they're just really good at picking the right people. And so, um, I mean, I'm a very independent stubborn person so if anyone ever told me what to do or say i would have left so it's very it's pretty much just live your life and um we're gonna we're gonna be here filming it yeah right okay it's interesting that's really um <laughs> so so you mentioned before uh you mentioned the impact so that's your uh, that's your new entrepreneurial venture so why don't you yeah. tell people firstly about um the impact and why you wanted to create it and then we'll get into actually the successes that you had and how other people could kind of try and go about it. But yeah, what is of the impact? Yeah, so it is um a backpack. So it's a fully functioning backpack with a laptop sleeve. You you know, use it just like a backpack, but when you are ready for some weight training, you take the straps off and you tighten up the levers and you use water as weight. So it comes with these water reservoirs that are really compactable Mm -hmm. and it becomes ultimately like a portable sandbag. So you can use it as a barbell or a kettlebell or some dumbbells. And so it's a weight training backpack Mm. is the best way I can describe it. And it's kind of, it was fun because I, um, I was at the CrossFit games watching the CrossFit games and I didn't have a hotel gym and I was so sick of watching people work out and not being able to work out. And this is, I, so all I did, I was like, I'm not going to do burpees again. I can't do any more burpees and air squats. I'm over it. So I took uh, my suitcase and I stuffed it with everything that was in the hotel room. And I went into the bout, went on the balcony and I just, I just started using it as a barbell. And it was this light bulb moment where I was like, Oh my gosh, if I can make a backpack that I could use as a carry on and then have weight as water, which I ultimately I could fill in a bathtub or a swimming pool or the ocean and be able to work out wherever I want to, I will never lose out on my strength training, but then I won't have to worry about the convenience of, or the inconvenience of weights as you're traveling. So that was kind of my light bulb moment and how it all began. All righty. Hey, Bill. Hey. What's up? 
So shit, man, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, look, I've just been hanging around. Oh yeah. Why aren't you wearing any pants? Um, because we're sponsored by True Pride today. Ah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and True Pride like to uh, like for their clients to often wear no, no pants. pants when they're creating wealth <laughs> for themselves and being ambitious individuals. Mm. Um, so True Pride guys, basically what they do is um, they'll figure out which level of wealth creation you're at. So if you need your budget broken down, if you need um, if you need to save for a holiday, if you need to uh, uh, take some money and get an investment in your life, whether mm. it's um, real estate, whether it's share market, whether it's um, bonds and stocks and shit I don't know about, um, or whether it's, whether it's um, anything to do with anything, True Pride are there to help you out. So we're at the stage where... What but I you- think what you said before about actually just nutting out your budget is probably the most important thing. Like, yes. I actually just did that on the, on the program yesterday. I spent about 45 minutes doing it. And you just I actually found out over the last seven days, I've spent way more than I thought I would on food and dining. Mm-hmm. Um, over health and, dining. and food and dining. Have you done some dining, have Mate, you? I've done some fine dining. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I've done no dining whatsoever. <laughs> I haven't used a fork in probably about five months. <laughs> I ate with my hands, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> and my feet. <laughs> no, but you just, you just, you really get to see, and the, the program that they set you up with, the True Pride as well, um, links into your bank account, so you actually get to see exactly what you're spending on, and um, it was a bit of a wake-up call for me. But uh, I've I've put all the processes into place now, and I wouldn't be able to do that without the without True Pride. And How the much software, money do you so. reckon you save per week so far? Right now, well, right now I'm saving. I've saved seventy four dollars on average in the past four weeks. Really? Yep, that's legitimately. Good. And the yep. aim is about one hundred fifty dollars. About one hundred and fifty. Yep. yep. And that that's at the cost of uh, ninety seven dollars per week. So. Uh, per month. So, mm. guys, there's a $600 saving for $97 a month. If you go with True Pride, uh, www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF. Have a call. Speak to Craig. Mm. If you decide to join, you get your waiving, you get your uh, joining fee waived of $297. But also, too, just finally, like you won't, it's all well good to say, oh, I could just set up a budget myself, but you won't. And this stuff just, it shows so well where, where all the money's going. And it's just, it, it really, it's honestly coming from someone who's uh, poor as anything. It's, it's helped me a lot. So it's a bit of an investment, but uh, a long time save. Good stuff. And Carve, guys, we're, we're brought to you by Carve. So to put into perspective, guys, what Carve do, so I'm going to rattle off uh, some of the tasks that my assistants do. So, so we have Alvin who puts together the whole Adventure Radio. So from the editing to the social media to... Um, our update through, through, our, through our newsletter, through our database. Alvin does all of that, okay? So Aaron, my new assistant, um, he works in our sales department, so he'll, he'll be the first point of call for emailing, uh, emailing info packs to leads. He'll schedule calls for me. He'll reach out and get me on other podcasts and, uh, and, and written forms of uh, articles. He manages our blogs, our bloggers, and contacts bloggers to write for AdventureFit. He goes on... Um, Facebook and posts updates to um, groups all around the world for AdventureFit Radio and AdventureFit Travel. He manages our Google Analytics reports. He manages our quarterly test and measure reports. He builds our spreadsheets and a whole lot more. Mon, my oldest assistant, manages all of AdventureFit Travel's social media, manages all of AdventureFit Travel's filler blogs. So just when you want some content on your site, you want to chuck it out on your social medias, Mon finds that, embeds it, puts it in there. Um, he he digital messages our, Insta, Insta, um, our Instagram people that might want to come on a trip, emails, competitions all over the world, builds our trip pages on our website, runs our trips from the PayPal invoicing, building the info packs, creating the itineraries, researching. He does everything. All I do is I try and build the brand of AdventureFit, okay? So I basically, I get asked a lot of time when I'm talking about these, these, um, these assistants that I have, 
where can they be applied to my business? Where can that? And every single thing that I do in my business is done by my assistants. Everything that I do outside of my business to grow the business is done by me. So any task that you have, Carve can do it and they can do it really, really well. So if you want to check them out, head to www.adventurefit.com. No, sorry, head to www.carve.ph forward slash ADVF and get 10 free hours on any subject and any, uh, any task. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if, you want any, if you want to hit me up, doc at adventurefittravel.com, I'll tell you or show you how it works for me. And uh, yeah, upscale your business or get some time back in your life. That is Carve. Here's the show. It's actually a pretty, mm, like uh, that, pretty, yeah. pretty genius idea. The reason, <laughs> the reason I started Adventure Fit Travel was for a similar reason. You know, I hated being away and traveling for so long and then never be, being able to find a good gym or, or being able to – and it was the weight side of it as well. You know, you can, mm. do, you can do push-ups and air squats and mm. skipping till the cows come home and it doesn't yeah. give you the same – you know, you, you still yeah. – um, your muscles are still kind of – atrophying a little bit and mm. um, mm-hmm. and the cows never come home <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> why would I say that's just, just a bullshit expression <laughs> um, do you know, I wasn't actually, raised on a farm so I'm not actually sure well but. I was raised on a farm and uh, I can tell you I wasn't raised on a farm hey um, do you know when I was up in schoolies um, which is like a um, and like a schoolies is kind of like when you finish school you know you'd have like a big week party um me and my mate actually did the exact same thing we were we were trying to find stuff to to you know do to sort of train around the um the hotel and we were doing push-ups and all this sort of stuff. We were like, fuck, man, we need to do something for our back. Mm. And we had no we had no chin-up bar. So we were putting tons of stuff in our suitcase and started doing like bent-over rows and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And then we probably did, you know, one or two sets before we started drinking beer. <laughs> 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 but at the time, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then you being the uh, loser that you are, never went forward and became yeah, a, that's right. an entrepreneurial success. <laughs> well, I actually created the Tom Pack. And uh, I, look, you know, which I've been meaning to bring it up with you, Em, and uh, look, there's some legality issues here that... Uh, <laughs> Copyright has been infringed. Yeah, that's right. No, we'll move on, we'll move on. <laughs> um, so, so, that's a great idea. I love it. So... Um, we did a Kickstarter for um, – keep talking about us on this uh, so far, but we did a Kickstarter to get the radio, this podcast, off the ground and we raised $7,500 um, yeah, to get the, the, uh, the podcast off the ground through some T-shirt sales and stuff. And we had a really fancy um, Kickstarter campaign. It looked really good. I was mm. really happy with it. We went really hard to try and get the uh, amount of money that we did. Mm. Now, I'll let you tell – about your experience. So we raised, we had a goal of seven and a half thousand and we raised about seven thousand five hundred and eight dollars or something like that. And that was your dad put in the last money, didn't he? Yeah, that's right, he did too. I still own that eight dollars. All right, you tell us, tell us, I've got the figures in front of me but I'll let you tell your um, Kickstarter. Mm. Totally. So I was so nervous because, I mean, it really is, I had a product idea and I had like a, a couple prototypes but I had no idea if this could actually, one, if people would think it was a good idea, or two, if I could even get it into manufacturing and make it happen like I wanted it to happen. And so I remember just so vividly, I was like, I could not sleep all night and I just was going to wait until the morning. I was going to wait until the morning. And when I did the Kickstarter, I only asked um, for 17000 which would basically cover just like, the, you know, how any first product is there's prototypes there's designs mm. there i basically had done it was probably a good year year and a half of sketching things and going to random people who could sew and trying to get it to look perfect it was just like just constantly trying to figure out somebody that could actually help with 
uh, this product to become what I wanted it to become. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I said about 17,000 just kind of to get my foot in the door and cover the cost that I had paid so far. So I launched it at midnight and I can't even remember. I woke up and it was fully funded. It was insane. It was just, I honestly, like, I couldn't even believe it. It was this really incredible response. My video, I, I love Blake, um, did my video. We went to Red Rocks. The whole thing is in Colorado. And I just, I think the whole concept was portrayed really well that, you know, I am such a believer in strength training and weight training, but at the same time I live in Colorado and I want to get outside and I want to explore and be in my surroundings that I should be in. And that's not in the gym all the time. And so, um, it was just super cool to see that it just went to life like that. And I ended up raising $140,000 just in those 30 days. And then since then, (laughs) I know it's crazy. And then since then, an extra 50,000 on pre-orders. So pre-orders have continued to come in and I'm almost, all Kickstarter pledges have been fulfilled. And so we're just kind of catching up on the pre-orders from Indiegogo. So I moved my pre-orders to Indiegogo and um, that's where we're at now. So we're almost done with the orders and then I can finally be an actual, you know, right now it's like fulfilling pre-orders. So it's a little bit of a crazy mayhem, but soon I'll have a online store where it's an actual product where you can click and buy and it feels like a real thing. <laughs> that's cool. So, so you didn't, um, you didn't do, cause I saw uh, the, the Kickstarter you did and then I saw um, somewhere else that there was an Indiegogo and what I thought had happened that you'd had such success with the Kickstarter you just said alright well that worked let's just do it on the, the next <laughs> yeah, platform yeah, yeah. and then yeah. is that, that's not what happened so the Indiegogo no, is the actual yeah. pre-orders yeah so Kickstarter doesn't have capability yet to do pre-orders very gotcha. easily so it would have had to be all on my site and that makes it a lot more complicated when you're looking at pre-orders from an ordering standpoint and from just a customer service standpoint it's kind of ends up being a little chaotic. So with Indiegogo, they take such a small percentage, but they keep it just like it would look on a Kickstarter. So it's similar where you're pledging a certain amount of money to get a bag and you know that it's a pre-order, but it makes it very easy from like basically post ordering for me to give them the right colors and make sure that they're contacted. And it it was just, it made more sense. So it is Mm. confusing, but Indiegogo does a better job as far as like post Kickstarter stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, so what were you doing throughout the campaign? You, so, let's go back just to the original Kickstarter, which was funded mm-hmm. funded while you uh, while you slept eight hours. So, um, so <laughs> how long did you have? How long did you have in the in the? Was it a thirty day campaign or a sixty day campaign? Or yeah, so I highly suggest thirty day campaigns, just by the research and people I've talked to. I think thirty day is seems to be the best. Um, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe when people see that they have so much more time, they kind of want to come back to it later yeah, or maybe right. it's just like a, it loses its urgency. And this, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted that sense of urgency. Like I have to have your support <laughs> or this isn't happening. Um, so the 30 day campaign was great. I, you know, I wasn't sure if I should do Kickstarter because part of me wanted to just feel like what it was to launch a product on my own. But mm-hmm. I with, with my following, I knew that if I basically the best way I did it was, and I was really grateful for this. I actually launched it in the middle of my 21 day superhero challenge. So I kind of basically said, there's some big, exciting news. I'm really excited, like all these teasers. And then on day seven of my challenge, which is getting sent to about 2,500 people, this video in the morning, all of them got the Kickstarter launch video on the same day. So they kind of knew it was coming and it was just seamlessly tied into the challenge that I was already running. 
So if you have something that you already are running or a program or an event of some type, tying that in to where it just, it's getting to the audience without them even feeling like they're being sold something. Yeah. That's a, that's a really important point. I think, especially when you're, uh, when you're asking for money, for money I yep. suppose, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta kind of, you gotta frame it in the right, in the right way. Was there anything, um, I've heard, I listened to, um, I was on Entrepreneur on Fire and we interviewed John D- Lee Dumas for John Entrepreneur Dumas. on Fire. So I go through his backlog of shows and I actually went through and found a bunch of... Um, notice how I name dropped that I was on the yeah, show. Yeah, I know. You did say that. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I, I thought, that's going to sound uh, bad. That's going to sound idiotic. <laughs> Just make anyway, sure you brought that up. Yeah, so... Um, but I, um, I went through and I actually found a bunch of um, Kickstarter and crowdfunding shows like people that have made mm. a lot of successes through that and some mm. of those guys had gone and what they'd done they'd um they'd gone to other successful kickstarter people and they'd got them to share their product on their updates on the kickstarter mm. and then for um for for you to share the product as well so that and he had like this guy had um 30 of those lined up every day pretty much so he was always sharing um daily update from somebody else in kickstarter mm. did you have anything else outside of the outside of the box that people wouldn't necessarily think of when they're thinking of um, Kickstarter or yeah. That's a great idea. Um, I liked his idea a lot. I think uh, I'm trying to think of some other things. I had a launch party, which was really awesome. So since a lot of my following was online, but I also have some people like a big, a great community in Denver, Mm -hmm. I kind of just made it like this Facebook event launch party. So anywhere they were so that everyone shared it at the same time, everyone had the pictures, they had the posts and then, it was just kind of like every single person is post every, basically everyone I knew was posting about it at once. And so people's feeds were getting kind of flooded with it. And so it was hard to avoid. And then having, um, pictures being taken that night and just making it like a really fun celebration of like, this just happened, let's make something happen. Um, and showing off the bags through it. So like the prototypes, I was able to show them off and people got really excited about it. Um, I, I'm really a huge fan. I think when people, I think it's just something that has worked really well for me is people just want to know the honest, like they want to know you as a person yeah. and the story behind it. So they're not investing in just the impact. They're investing in my vision of the impact because they want me to be successful. So that's mm-hmm. the best part about a Kickstarter. So when you show them like, Hey, I am human. This isn't just about the bag. And that's like why I like things like Snapchat and Instagram stories, because they're really seeing the true you of like, this is such a person and it's such a vision for them and the hard work that's gone into it. And it makes them so much more, whether it's more likely to support or just so more invested in their support of the MPAC already. That was huge for me just to be like, this is incredible. You guys have no idea like how exciting this mm, is. So just the, mm. the more honest I was and more open about this process of it, the better it was for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. So, so I have a, I have a question. Um, I always look at ideas like the MPAC and, um, and I had a, a bunch of guys that I knew that came out with a certain type of water bottle that was getting around Melbourne, which was a, rel- a relatively good idea. And they couldn't quite sustain a water bottle, you know, one water bottle um, to go forward and be super successful with. I have, um, I have some, some friends of mine who started uh, Memo Bottle, which is... Um, which is a plastic, um, it's a water bottle that's basically in the shape of your laptop. It's long, thin, and slen- uh, slender. So it's a one, 
Um, it's a one purchase water bottle. You never have to buy bottled water again. So they're trying to clean it, clean up the oceans. These are some oh, yeah. surface from where I. So it's, I in the, it's in the shape of your laptop. No, it's just like in the sh- yeah, kind of. You can get Long, you can get like a, you can get like a say one in the, in the shape of an not in the shape of an iPad, but it's yeah. about the same size. It's thin and it's it sits in your laptop, slip in your bag, oh, basically. Yeah, so it sits, yeah. sits in your Very backpack. Cool. Yeah, it's it's actually amazing. They mm. got these guys, um, Jesse and Jono, my friends, have got their they got their product. They got the memo bottle into the Oscars goodie bags. They mm-hmm. went to the Oscars. Um, wow. They, they have all um, a million big brands that are partnering up with them all around the world. And they're going great. Mm. Um, same way that I think MPAC will, will go great. Mm. I just wonder, for me, it's like, what do you do when you have one really good product? Do you next try and build complementary products around that? Or do you? how do you sustain the MPAC? Well, yeah. You know, honestly, all my business advice has come from Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> so, I love Shark Tank. It's so good. I love Shark Tank. It's so good. Mm. Um, hopefully I'll be on it one day. Yeah. But I am so, I've, I'm such a believer that like, of course I love the impact and I think that it's going to be great. But if you stop thinking, I mean, I'm thinking of my company as a whole. So yeah. if I'm, if I want the ideal situation, it's going to be, this is about getting outside. It's about adventure. And so even just from like a easy standpoint, like I want camping mugs and I want um, sleeping mats and I want things that can go along with that. So it's all about this lifestyle of being outside. And and then my goal is once this kind of goes off, I would love to do a second product. So I yeah. do think that you should always, I mean, that's just kind of, if you created one product, you're most likely going to create another mm. because that's the way your brain thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't ever, even though of course you want one product to be perfect before you move to the next. I think it's always important to think of the next thing because your people are always progressing. Your clientele is always going to want more. There's always going to be updates and versions that you can do to make your product better. Mm. So I think a one product thing will only, you might be successful for two or three years, but it will end up not sustaining you long-term. That's kind of just my opinion of it. Obviously this is brand new to me, so I'm not, I can't really tell you that for sure, but I will say I'm already very excited about the things that are coming next for mm. me. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's never a, a perfect time to start in there. You've just got to throw yourself in the deep end. What, a, what about the M-Tent? Oh, yeah. I like it. Or the, or the, <laughs> uh, the, I was thinking the M-Pack or the M-Pack 2.0, which is the Impact. And it's like a play on Ooh. words. That's the impact. I like it. Why, 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 why would it be a play on words? What are you talking <laughs> like, about, you know, the, you know the word it's impact? Explain yourself. <laughs> so, the word, so the word impact. <laughs> so the word impact means like when you collide with something. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. obviously when you uh, – yeah, so Em, it's been great to have you on the show. And uh, <laughs> Sorry, Em. Tom, I like Tommy, it. Uh, no, I love it. Tommy sometimes tries to sound really smart. He starts waving yeah. his hand around. If you could see him in the, on the seat, he starts waving his hand around. Sounding really eloquent but then mm. making no sense whatsoever, yeah. mate. Coming to, coming to no point. I'm, uh, I'm quite dumb. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Uh, that's good. The impact, impact. Uh, um, sorry, Tommy. I'm just kidding. That's nah, all good. Um, I need it. I am. So... Um, let's ask um, one final kind of mm-hmm. question before we go to six from six from me and Tommy. Um, so, what's next for you on the horizon as yes. far as anything that, that falls under your umbrella? What are you most excited about? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, I am really excited to actually have a product to sell because I think, you know, it's so, I love that I'm a trainer and I love that I'm full of nutritional advice for anyone that comes my way. But to have an actual product is so exciting to cool. me. So I just think that's something that's so fresh and new. And I want to have vendors that actually have the product. Like right now, I'm like a vendor with 
samples, but I can't sell it. So that's something that's really important for me is to eventually be able to have um, a product to sell. So Mm. that's even though it feels like I do, I don't quite yet. So that's something really exciting. Mm. I also just I'm so I'm such a nerd and I'm really obsessed with helping athletes with adrenal issues and helping anybody with gut issues. And so I've been doing a couple more workshops and really dialing in kind of the nutritional therapy piece of things that when all all else has failed, whether it's you've done all the meal plans or, or you've tried all the workouts and your body's just not changing or you're not feeling as healthy as you should, then let's dig deep into those kind of things. So um, how your adrenals are and how your gut is. And that, that's something that always lights me up. It's really, mm. really awesome. It, it was just really impactful for people when they have tried a lot of stuff and nothing's working. I, I think that's when I, it's basically like the best part of my job. Um, and then besides that, just growing my challenge, my superhero challenge. I love it, but I also, I want to give people the best content possible for as affordable as I can or as cheap as I can. So I, I love helping people learn about themselves. And so making my challenge, helping it grow and getting people that, um, should be a part of it, helping them cut sugar and helping them re basically like rethink the way they thought about food. Mm. Hey, just quickly, can we talk about some of those adrenal issues that you said before, how you enjoy, uh, helping people with, with them? Um, let's talk about why people would, would, would have gut health issues and adrenal issues and then some of the ways that we can, um, we can solve oh, those. For sure. good, good comeback, mate. Yeah, I'm on now. <laughs> yeah. I'm on now. <laughs> Impact 2.0. Just... That was shocking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I should put a, a flyer in my impact about gut health. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so just let me know if I go, if I ramble on too much, cause sometimes I do that. Uh, um, so a lot of, sometimes what I found with my testing and with my clients is that a lot of times adrenal stress can be as simple as digestive stress. So GI stress. So are people digesting food? So for me, that could be, or for a client, it could look like bloating or cramping or stomach aches. Just all of that stuff can actually be huge for adrenal issues because you could eat the best grass-fed steak and cauliflower, broccoli with bacon or whatever it is, but unless you break down that food appropriately, you're missing out on a lot of nutrient density. So I think that's something really important is I have a lot of paleo people who they are eating really well. So they're eating what I think of or what most people would think is a higher fat diet. They have great proteins. It's good fats, lots of veggies. And they're really, really smart about the food choices they make. But what happens is one of the things that I see commonly is they actually don't have a way to digest fat appropriately, sometimes because they were low fat or non-fat in the past. And so it can actually cause a lot of gut trauma where non-fat, like basically fat digestion, if it doesn't happen, can cause gut permeability or leaky gut. And so that's a huge thing to just address initially is I can tell you're eating really well, but you're not digesting as well as we should be. And that can cause some issues. Um, Adrenal issues, I think everyone has and in some way it's just how bad it gets and how much it affects us because we want cortisol to survive and we need it for adaptation after a workout but what happens is an athlete cannot lower their cortisol after a workout and then they become almost catabolic so they're breaking down too much they're becoming more injured they are fatigued all the time they are having some blood sugar issues so they kind of crash and burn after they work out or they eat and they get tired those are all symptoms of some cortisol issues happening and insulin resistance happening. And that can be really catastrophic to an athlete if they're trying to get gains and trying to get strong. So mm. those are all things that I see quite a bit. Awesome. Cool. 
That was um, that was a nice. That was really was a nice comeback. Did did you actually tell me the truth? Did you get? Did you ask that question just because uh, you couldn't you couldn't get over the impact one? Thirty five percent. Tell me the truth, mate. <laughs> We're about to wrap up. It's like, all right, th- thanks for that, Emma. Oh, before you go, Emma, I've just got a really interesting uh, intellectual question for you. I have you a could... double law degree, and I. Uh... <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I actually shit. did want to know. Um, no, hundred percent. Yeah, that was cool. We need but to get also... Emma. We actually need to get Emma on the show again mm. to. In, in the future more, to talk about actual sure. health and fitness more rather than, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. that, hey, Em, um, before we do finish up, we've got three questions from myself, three questions from Tommy. Um, my first question is, are you uh, well-traveled? Oh, I, I was so nervous what these questions were going to be. Um, <laughs> what yes, is your I social am. security number? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm actually, this is kind of crazy. So side note, I am, um, I went on this vision quest to Santa Cruz and I, this was last week and I met somebody that told me about this program. So I'm going to move to Costa Rica for a month in December well. and surf and speak Spanish and do oh. CrossFit. Man, that's <laughs> so I'm that. super excited. That's my whole that's my, dream. Mm, mm. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. Um, so, but yes, I travel. I try to go to at least um, two countries a year, and so far I've been really good at that. I went. My last really big trip was Patagonia, which oh, was amazing. Oh man, jeez, you yeah. are inside of my head, Emily Schramm. <laughs> Get out, hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, that's that, they weren't actually. That wasn't actually one of the questions. So that the, the first question is uh, is. Um, your favorite, so your favorite travel destination that you you actually have been to. It can be a small town, can be a continent, can be um, yeah, a, a big city. Any anywhere. Where is it? Oh, I'm torn between. So there's this um, refugio, so in Patagonia, at the base of like a big hub for all the hikes in the middle of like basically the end of the world. Like you really feel like you're at the end of the world. It's insane, and mm. it's just the most gorgeous, pristine place in the world. I would say that, or I really love Iceland. So there was um, some spots in Iceland that were just super magical and cozy and rugged. And um, I have like a little special place in my heart for Iceland. Mm, Awesome. Good answer. Uh, Second question is your dream destination can be the same, can be big, small, uh, continent, town, anywhere. I want to do a um, a motorcycle trip in New Zealand. Ooh, cool. Yeah, cool. Yes. So New Zealand is on the list. It's mm. a good one. New Zealand, we, our first two adventure trips were to New Zealand. We did north and south and uh, it is spectacular. Mm. So, uh, so good. And there's so much to do. So, so many different adventures you can do and um, hikes you can do. And mm. it's just, uh, yeah, it's epic. So you'll have to get there. Uh, my third question is mm-hmm. do you have any books that you like to recommend to people anything that uh whether it's just a fun read that um put you to bed at night or anything that you learn a lot from anything that you like to share with people i'm looking around i have i'm like my whole living room is a library so <laughs> trying to figure out which one i could say so if someone's just starting out on eating like i kind of suggest this one a lot but um, eat the eat the yolks is like the perfect entry level to somebody wanting to learn about real food and the myths on cholesterol and the myths on a high fat diet. So I'm a big believer in eat the yolks. Um, that's a great one for people, but I, God, I have so many right now. I'm actually in really into, I'm going to go back to school for herbal medicine. So I am really fascinated by our Ayurvedic medicine and herbal medicine. And that's a lot of my books right now are just really nerdy kind of, kind of woo woo. I call it woo woo. So like kind of Mm -hmm. out there hippie stuff. 
but it's great stuff. So, uh, the more you read, the better you will be. So I'm, I'm a big book lover. Couldn't agree. Mm. Couldn't agree more. Definitely. Alrighty. Uh, what is your favorite thing to do when you have some downtime, Emily? You know, I think, I think a a big thing is kept like reading, actually reading when I, my brain sometimes, you know how it is after a long day and you're just, you are as a trainer, you're giving and giving and giving. And Mm. so sometimes the last thing you can do is actually like comprehend a very intense podcast or whatever it is. But if my, I love listening to podcasts and I love reading, I think those are my favorite. Um, the Joe Rogan podcast is like the funny one for me where I don't really have to think that hard, but Mm. I can enjoy it, (laughs) you know? Um, so those are kind of my two go-tos. Rogan's my number one podcast for sure. There's that new Adventure Fit radio podcast (laughs) by, um, I can't remember who it is, but, uh, he's there funny and, and, and attractive. (laughs) And one of them's single. One of them's single. Yeah, that's right. Well, mate, I mean, I've told you you should go out there, you know? (laughs) All right. Thank you. I'm not single. I'm not single. I'm just so, just in case you get any get any ideas there. That's right. It's actually the other goose. I'm recently divorced. <laughs> sorry, yes, sorry. Sorry to all the divorcees it's okay. out there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, next question. Um, favorite role model growing up or a big inspiration in your life now? Uh, yeah, I actually just got um, her autobiography. I'm rereading it. So I, for some reason, I was obsessed with Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Um, she's a track athlete and she just... I just loved her because she had asthma and she fought through like a bunch of stuff. And mm. it was just like one of the most incredible athletes that I, I remember watching growing up. And I, I was a huge soccer player. So Michelle Akers was another one of my huge yep. fans. But I think the person that I wish I could be the most like, and this sounds so cheesy and cliche, but it is so true, is um, my mom. My mom is like the most amazing human being in the world. So I'm a, I'm a pretty, I, I like hope to be half as awesome as she is one day. Awesome. She's the most amazing person in the world. We probably should get her on the show. Awesome. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Quite, quite entertaining. <laughs> and final question. Um, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, who would they be and why would they be there? Definitely Joe Rogan. Um, nice. Because... He's just fascinating, and I feel like we would get along really well. Mm. Um, who else? Oh my gosh, I kind of I really love Michelle Obama. I just like um, her initiatives for changing the way kids are eating. Mm. I just am really impressed with, and I think that she just has such a great eye for that. And she's really, I, you know, for whatever reason, I think she would be wonderful to talk to. Mm. Um, and who else? Uh, gosh, there's so many great. People, uh, we normally get like I, Hitler, uh, <laughs> Jesus. We get we, we get have, weird ones. Hitler, Hitler is actually not even joking. Hitler yeah. is Hitler is the number one guest. Yeah, people want to talk to him. Yeah, mm. I, I don't know if I would want to talk to him yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. It's um, been heavy, be yeah, heavy, heavy right. night. So Hitler, uh, yeah. favorite podcast. <laughs> what about the Dalai Lama? Let's like just Ooh, go yeah. Dalai Lama. Let's get some Zen in my life. Have that we ever had that? Does he speak English? Doesn't he speak uh, Lama? <laughs> that's, such a, <laughs> that's such a stupid joke. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> oh, God. Good stuff. Oh, awesome, man. Well, um, where can people find you? How, anything you want to plug? Um, social medias, all that sort of thing? Yeah, so emilyschramm.com is my website, and pretty much all my social media is Emily Schramm. And uh, so Instagram 
uh, Facebook and Twitter. And then also, uh, the impact stuff is still on Indiegogo. So you can actually find, you know, watch the video, the original Kickstarter video. You can just do it through the website. So if you go to emilysham.com, it will lead you there and you can check out kind of how I presented it. And so, if it, you know, I just, it's such a scary thing to take an idea and bring it to life, but mm. it's been, and it's been tough. Like there's definitely some days that I am over it, but it's been the most rewarding for sure. So if you're thinking about it, I think it's an awesome thing to do. You won't regret it. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show, Em. It was uh, a pleasure of ours and uh, yeah, we'll have to do it again sometime and pick your brain about more um, actual health and fitness nuggets rather than the entrepreneurial stuff Mm. which we did today. For sure. I would love that. You guys are great. Thank you for singing me that beautiful song. <laughs> no worries. I'll send Tom, it to you. Tommy, you single, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can have right. a Skype relationship, you and I. <laughs> Just once, once every six months. Yeah, Skype, that's right. Six, over. Oh, my beauty. <laughs> um, all right. That's a wrap. Alrighty, guys. We uh, hope you enjoyed the show there. That was Emily Schroem, S-C-H-R-O-M-M. Am I right, Bill? I think so, yeah. S-C-H-R-O-M-M. Yep. Um, we, uh, so that was more of the entrepreneurial side to uh, her success, but we're going to get her back on the show to talk about her sort of uh, fitness and nutrition side as well, which uh, will be good. Hopefully, we'll be able to do that in person as well. Guys, uh, if you like the show, please give us a rate and review. And the best way to do that is to go to iTunes, Search Adventure Fit Radio. We'll come up there, and you can Search just drop in us your a little, podcast in your that podcast. You've already subscribed to, of yes, course. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> um, otherwise, how would you be listening to this? Yeah, that was more the tune. <laughs> <laughs> you did, you did <laughs> the that was like that's not scary that's not at all. The Family Guy. That's more. Yeah. Rate and review, guys. Jump on iTunes in the podcast app. We, uh, we love a rate. A five-star rate is uh, fantastic. No less than five stars. But a review is really good as well. It just um, makes it a little bit more personal. Um, and what you can do as well is jump on to adventurefittravel.com forward slash podcast. And there you'll be able to join for the mailing list. So you'll be able to follow anything AdventureFit. Um, you'll be able to check in with what Bill and I are up to. Not a whole lot. And, uh, and yeah, Bill's going to talk a little bit now about our S-P-O-N-S-O-R-S. Thanks, Pe- to sorry mate thanks to True Pride guys head to uh, head to www.truepride.com.au forward slash ADVF get your joining fee of $297 waived if you go through after a call if you book through uh, with jeez I said that ordinarily but go, to, go, to, go to True Pride check them out um, head to Carve carve.ph forward slash ADVF get 10 free hours on any project upscale your business or get time back in your life and adventurefittravel.com, mm-hmm. which we've already mentioned. www.adventurefittravel.com. I am Doc. I am Bill. <laughs> I mean, I am Tom. <laughs> I actually didn't even mean to say that. See you next week. <laughs>